This is Weekly Report, produced by the Polynet Podcast. My name is Sara, and I will be your host today. I hope that you had a good week, and that you're ready to hear what happened in world politics in the days behind us. In this episode, we will talk about the ceasefire between Israel and Palestine after 11 days of brutal conflict. In African country, Mozambique, escalation of conflict between their military and terrorist group known as ISIS Mozambique after Islamic group occupied regional capital city Palma. That conflict complicates many things, from regional security to profit of oil companies. Also, there's a risk of refugee crisis on the border of Venezuela and Colombia, after fights between Venezuelan government and Colombian guerrilla started. Stay with us. Yesterday, U.S. President Joe Biden addressed the nation announcing a ceasefire agreement between Israel and Hamas. This was the first address by the President Biden on this topic, almost from the sandblasting of the conflict 11 days ago. In addition to the ceasefire agreement, Biden noted that there are opportunities to go beyond that, probably referring to lasting peace between Israel and Palestine. As the first major foreign policy crisis for his administration, we can say that the United States did a good job and showed its ability in the foreign policy field despite its focus on the economy and the pandemic at home. President al-Sisi, who played a key role in the ceasefire agreement, since the U.S. government does not communicate with Hamas directly, but through Egypt, which also played a key role in 2014. He stressed that they now want a full partnership with Israel and the Palestinian Authority, but not with Hamas. The ceasefire came two hours after Biden's announcement, so that the conflict, which predicted to escalate into the fiercest in the past decade, ended after 11 days. Further escalation has been halted, but nothing has changed between Israel and Hamas. They remain enemies, and lasting peace will be more difficult task than President Biden expects. Additionally, the matter is complicated by the categorical refusal to cooperate with Hamas, which holds control over Gaza, which will open numerous questions about what will happen to that part of Palestine, in which Palestinian Authority has no de facto power. This conflict definitely does not end with ceasefire. We continue to follow developments in this part of the world, and we will bring you the most important news in the next weekly report. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict has traditionally captured the attention of the world public every time it escalates. However, Conflicts in the other parts of the world can also be significant and can begin to draw attention to themselves. One such conflict is one taking place in Mozambique, in the Cabo Delgado region. There have been fierce battles between the Mozambican government and their army against an Islamist terrorist organization known as ISIS Mozambique for some time now. The Islamist uprising triggered a wave of unrest that is spreading through the northern region, and the key moment was the fall of Palma its capital, on March 24. Before that, it represented a safe zone for refugees who were forced to flee the jungle or to the beach by the Islamist occupation. This has caused over 700,000 people to be forcibly displaced and fleeing terror, given that the main target of terrorists are civilians. This has caused a humanitarian crisis and many of the refugees are facing hunger. However, it is not the only humanitarian crisis that has caused worldwide attention, but
but also the security threat to the entire region, and also the threat to the oil fields located there, which could damage about $60 billion of both oil companies and the world economy. South Africa announced that it would propose military intervention at the summit of the Southern African Development Community next week in order to help the government of Mozambique in the fight against terrorists. This regional organization, of course, if it supports the proposal of South Africa, will not be the first to intervene in the conflict in this region of Mozambique. In addition to regional states, the United States is also active, sending the necessary logistical support and training to the government forces. The European Union is also involved in supporting Mozambique, above all, Portugal. Private security companies from South Africa and Russia are also present. It is still difficult to predict what the outcome of this conflict will be for the regional peace and the world economy. Next week, we will follow the SADC summit, where we will see if the countries of the region are ready to enter the fight against the terrorist organization, which has been cooperating with ISIL since 2018. The outcome of this conflict is important for several regions, so stay with Polynet, who brings you more detailed story of the conflict in the near future. In the Latin America, there is threat of future refugee crisis on the border of Venezuela and Colombia. Last few weeks, thousands of Venezuelans crossed Aroca, the border river between those two countries, because of the fights between Venezuelan government and Colombian guerrillas. For years, Venezuelan's regime of Nicolas Maduro tolerated Colombian armed groups to operate within its border. His government even conspired with them, taking a cut of the profits from groups' drug trafficking and other illegal activities. But last month, Venezuela launched a major military offensive against a faction of Colombian guerrillas, which is believed to have fallen out of favor with Maduro's autocratic government. These are not the first clashes between Venezuelan security forces and Colombian armed forces, but experts say that the current fighting is fiercer than ever before. The violence has sparked a humanitarian crisis, displacing thousands of civilians who risked their lives to cross border and find shelter in Colombia. By the way, if you are interested in what is going on in Colombia, you should listen to our latest episode from the Inside segment when we talked with a human rights lawyer who brings us information firsthand. That was all for today. If you like our weekly report, please help us spread the word. Tell your friends about it, post about it on social media, and make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can do this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening.